The psychedelic revolution is here. If you want to integrate your visionary experiences into your purpose, get clear on your entrepreneurial path and help people while you do what you love, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to The Psychedelic Entrepreneur, medicine for these times. I'm your host, Beth Weinstein. I'm a spiritual business coach, three-time entrepreneur, and a lifelong student of psychedelics and sacred plant medicines. You carry your own unique medicine, and your medicine is what we need for these times. This podcast will help you to share your medicine so you can create transformation in the world. Listen in on conversations with psychedelic leaders, change makers, and conscious entrepreneurs who are living proof that a better world is possible when you follow your heart and live in alignment with your soul. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for joining me here on The Psychedelic Entrepreneur. I'm Beth Weinstein. And today I am going to be speaking about psychedelics for purpose, the interconnection of psychedelics and having a purpose in what you do and everything in your existence here as a human incarnated on planet Earth at this time in history. So um, I actually just got this download to talk about this now. When I went to shoot this episode, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll start telling some of my own personal story and how I got to here where I am at now, a business coach who works with a lot of psychedelic entrepreneurs and spiritual entrepreneurs as well, and a lot of new entrepreneurs. That's my specialty, helping people start and grow their business so they could do work they love and leave the rat race that is really killing their soul on the inside. So a few years ago, I hosted an online uh, conference called Psychedelic Sacred Medicines and Purpose. Then the following year, I hosted Psychedelic Sacred Medicines, Purpose, and Business. This year is going to be something similar. I'm not really sure what it'll be called yet, but it will be coming out this fall, probably in late September or early October. But many, many years ago, I had, well, let's start at the beginning. I've been on the psychedelic path since I was very young. Since I was 14 is when I first started. I'm now in my 40s. I got very deep into uh, working with sacred plant medicines and other psychedelic medicines in a more intentional, ceremonial way, ceremonial manner in the last, I don't know what it's been now, eight years, eight, eight or nine years or so, something like that, um, which is where I fell very deep onto this path in addition to many other spiritual paths that I'm on. You know, I, I'm a daily meditator. I've been part of a Buddhist Sangha for a very long time and, and involved in Buddhism. Um, I studied psychology in college, and my original intention was to become a therapist and just have always been on a transformational path, starting with therapy at a pretty young age and going into many other transformational um, courses, programs, you know, landmark I did back in 1999 through 2000 and whatever it was, two or three. Um, lots of leadership trainings, mindset trainings. You know, I've worked with coaches for a very long time. Um, lots of women's work, women's circles. I could go on and on. Um, the one common theme, and it was really interesting, I recently found a journal from my 20s. <laughs> if you're in your 40s, you know what I'm talking about. You, you read your own old journals from 20 years ago, and you see these notes that you had written about 
not liking your job and um, kind of questioning everything and feeling like, is this really the right career? And, you know, is this really what I'm here for? Is this what it's all about is to work at some job that you hate most of the time, you know, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And you start to feel like you're, you know, slaving away just to survive, just to make it in the world, doing something that you don't even like, that you're not even really into. And it can start to really eat your soul alive at, at some point. Um, I don't know if this goes for everybody, of course. There are some people that just don't care. But I always assumed it was because I had a very deep connection to my spiritual self and my higher self. And I'm also a Sag, Leo Moon, Capricorn Rising. And I just, you know, as a Sagittarian, I just knew there was something more to life than doing something I hated just to make sure I could eat and then I die. You know, I, I just saw this picture and I thought there has to be more purpose and meaning to this game that we're playing called life. And so at a pretty young age, I started to explore what this meant to have purpose and meaning. Like what was the meaning of life? I started actually exploring this at a, um, I remember one of my first insights was when I was probably around nine or 10 years old, I was laying on the grass and I actually had kind of a unexplainable spiritual or activation of sorts. Like who knows? I still have no idea what it was, but I used to just stare at the clouds and stare up at the sky and kind of ponder what this was all about and ponder what was inside my brain. Obviously this is before I touched any substance whatsoever. And I used to say like, well, what's inside of there? What's in there? What, how does this work? What's the meaning of this all? What's the meaning of being alive? At a very young age, um, before I ever touched psychedelics, I used to think this. So then you introduce something like psychedelics. And um, one of the first things I noticed, at, even at a young age, working with, you know, whatever it was, acid, mushrooms, you know, other, I did a, a whole variety of different, um, you know, entheogens and, uh, and pathogens, which I actually just learned as a word. I didn't know that was one, but here I am many years in. Now I learned it. Um, but I used to get a lot of these, these questions coming up in those psychedelic journeys. Like, what is the purpose of life? And what does this all mean? And I would see the upbringing I, upbringing I had with parents that worked um, maybe not in jobs that they liked so much, but worked just to provide and just to make sure we all survived and they survived and we all ate and that was kind of that. Um, and I remember just noticing even my own father who, you know, he had a decent job. I don't think he hated it. I didn't hear a lot of complaining, but there was a sense of kind of um, not truly being fulfilled all the way, you know, in, in so many ways. And especially when you spend a third of your life working, I think that's what they say, the research shows that we spend a third of our life working as humans for the most part, I, obviously not everybody. But, you know, I started at an older age as I got deeper onto my own spiritual path and my own inquiry into the mind and working with psychedelics, like, what is this thing purpose all about? Because I was working in a career that I actually, you know, I didn't hate it. I liked a lot of aspects about it. Um, I definitely hated it at times, but it was more about the fact that I, there was there was never that fulfilling sense of, you know, having my own creations birthed while working for others. There was never that sense of creating some kind of an impact or helping people or 
leaving my own, um, you know, footprint on the earth. And, you know, even though I would get bonuses and get paid well and, you know, get praise, you know, from bosses or whoever, in the end, it always felt like I was just another cog in the wheel. You know, it was like, okay, this is someone else's vision and I'm just one of hundreds or thousands even. I've worked for some pretty big companies, thousands and thousands of employees where, you know, two or three people above me didn't even know my name. So there was always this sense of working really hard just for the money and not really for anything else other than, yeah, it felt good to do a good job. And, you know, always working towards this promotion, you know, this like, oh, if I just work harder, I'll get promoted. But I knew that wasn't the answer because I would get promoted or I would get better jobs or I would get paid more. And the sense of not being truly fulfilled was always still there. So, you know, at a certain point, I really started, I, I first of all, I knew I was here to be an entrepreneur at a very young age. It came very naturally to me. I, I knew it in my body. It was a very somatic feeling of like, I am not meant to be here working for others. And I didn't like, I've never liked following the rules. Clearly, here I am. And, um, you know, having to work from nine to five on Monday through Friday and only taking holidays when they're approved. Like just the idea of having to show up at a certain time every day based on someone's rule didn't make any sense to me. And then you throw in all the other, you know, rules and red tape and, um, you know, it just was never for me. And then additionally, you know, working for a lot of these companies, you can't be fully self-expressive. They just don't allow it and it's not really celebrated. You know, I think that's changing these days maybe, but this was, you know, whatever it was, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I really dove deep into this idea of, um, what is purpose? What does it mean to have fulfillment? And I started really getting curious and exploring, is it possible to make this same amount of money or even more while also really loving what you do and really feeling the sense of purpose and fulfillment and like you, um, like that you're, this third of your life spent working is actually something that's making you happy, that's making you a better human, that's actually um, bringing more aliveness and joy to your life. Because I knew that aliveness and joy was not there in my career, my J-O-B career. And I had tried many different jobs. I had gone from corporate to startups. Startups was a little bit better because I worked in tech and it's kind of cooler. You know, they let you drink beer whenever you want. But really, like, was that... Was that any more fulfilling? And, you know, there was something nicer about being at smaller companies. But in the end, it was still never my soul birthing what was in me. It was someone else's vision and me just being a cog in the wheel of their vision. Um, and I even had shares in companies. Like I actually own, I have a small ownership in a startup right now, which is great. But at the same time, it still was never my, from my own inner being, so as I got deeper onto the psychedelic path, working with, um, so if you haven't noticed, one of my main medicines is, I would say is ayahuasca and then psilocybin as well. Um, and just, you know, obviously like I work with a lot of other plants, but even working with the energetics of flower essences and tinctures and, you know, going deep with other non-psychoactive plants, doing dietas and deep dives with plants and really tuning to the energies I started really getting more and more messages around what I was here to do on earth. So 
you know, by the time I really got deep into these plant medicines, I was already had started my own business and kind of starting to phase out working for others. But of course, that part of me always felt like, oh, I can't, I can't let go of working for others because I need to depend on this security of someone paying me because, you know, I didn't have enough confidence. But what happened was I was afraid to, you know, leave that comfortable security. And I put security in quotes because nothing is ever secure. Even when we are in the best of all economies, which I've lived through, it's still not secure. When you're in the worst of economies, it feels less secure. But people who think they're secure, you know, in the end, there's no such thing, right? The only security is like you and yourself. I mean, even that, like, let's be honest, nothing is secure. There's no such thing. But just that feeling of um, gripping into the safety of a J-O-B, a J-O-B. What do I do if I leave my J-O-B? I'm never going to be able to pay the rent. How am I ever going to make my own money? Am I going to survive? What if I fail? What if I succeed? Um, what if I get too big and then I lose friends? Or what if people make fun of me? The judgment, like all the thoughts kept coming up. Of course, that's the human mind. We'll do that. But what happened was I started getting the same messages over and over and over, especially when doing very deep dives with plants like ayahuasca and doing um, dietas in the jungle where you just have nothing else going on. There's It's a place of just silence and um, in, inquiry and time alone to just connect with the plants and dive deep in yourself. So... Um, you know, I had started seeing a lot of these signs. So I had already started becoming a business coach many years ago. Um, you know, at first I was just a business coach and that was that, you know, like, oh, that's safe, right? Like, oh, business coach, I help people start and grow businesses. And then there was a lot of my spiritual self coming through my business coaching. And I knew that I, I was definitely called to share more of my spiritual self, but was I called to share my psychedelic self? No, not at the time. And then uh, all this work with, with ayahuasca and sacred plant medicines would just keep showing me these visions and keep showing me possibilities. You know, it was very, um, I, I've always gotten a lot of like future-based visions, you know, including some that were, um, and I'm sure some people listening have had this, including some that have actually come very true, right? So what was interesting is I had also been working with some clients who were working with ayahuasca as well. And when I started to discuss with them what would come up in their visions and their journeys, you know, it was interesting because they would get very similar messages that would tell them about where they were going with their uh, business or their life, you know, because I don't really even see business as business. My business is actually just my life. It's like who I am. So it's not a separate thing. It's just part of me. So it's, it's um, you know, it's like it's just integrated and it's just my soul coming through in my day-to-day -day work. That's how I see business. Like even the word business is so weird because I'm like, well, the only time I separate business from not business is like I just don't work weekends and I try not to work most Fridays. And, and, you know, during certain times where I'm like, no, it's not business time right now. It's personal time. But other than that, it's just me. So um, when I started hearing about other clients getting, you know, similar downloads, you know, visions, um, whatever we want to call it, illuminations around, well, it would show me this possibility. And um, 
you know, and it kept showing me all these possibilities. And I, you know, for a while, I did not believe them because as we know, um, many people who've worked with psychedelics, psychedelics can be a little tricky sometimes, right? Like we don't, we don't really know when it's our ego talking or when it's truly our higher self, right? Like our soul. Um, and that's why I've always been aware of like, okay, well, you don't know what's really true, but there is sometimes this feeling of truth, like a truthiness. I've heard someone call it truthiness to it in, uh, you know, an ayahuasca vision or download of sorts that came through wh whatever psychedelic experience you had. I have seen people go in all directions. I have had, so I've had a client many years ago who um, was actually someone I had known for a few years before she became a client. And she was on a very traditional path in Western medicine, you know, traditional career path, one of the many careers in that industry, which is very secure, right? But she was also very deep into the plant medicine path and a spiritual path. And she went and studied some alternative forms of medicine and alternative forms of healing. And so then what happened over time is there became this like dissonance where, yes, she actually really liked what she did in the, the Western world, but then she was also called to do this more progressive alternative. And I put alternative in quotes because I don't believe that it's alternative anymore. It's, it's very, you know, it's, people are starting to notice that alternatives really work. Um, and there became this like disconnection, dissonance within her of, well, here I am working with ayahuasca, studying these alternative paths that I know can really help and heal. But there I am working in the Western system that is maybe broken in some manner. And she became a client and it was just really interesting because it took her a few years to even believe in that vision that she had. Because of course, I remember a lot of the direction she went in came out of doing plant medicine work. Um, you know, there was like, there was something inside of her that already sensed it. Like, I want to go study this. I believe in that. I know there's a different way. I've um, healed my own family and my own self with these alternative, you know, whatever it is, like plants or gut healing or, um, you know, just different forms of energy healing that are not as recognized in our like Western traditional hospital system, you know, in the past. So these visions would come through and, you know, for a few years, she's like, oh, I just don't believe that I could do this. I don't believe that I can do this. Like, how is this possible? I'm working in this hospital, but there I am, like have this whole secret life of, you know, plant medicines and alternative healing. And she finally ended up working with me a few years later and it was just a miracle as to what came through and what happened. And actually just the other day I saw, um, I forgot what it was, but she had been post, she had posted something that she was being, uh, I think shot for a TV show or something. I mean, it's amazing the kind of opportunities that have opened up since she started her business, which she did in my mastermind program. She was working with me for, about a year and um, things just started taking off. And like everybody, she was really stuck in that fear and that disbelief of like, can I really do this? But she knew that if she didn't do something to at least try, it was that her soul was going to keep eating her alive. And the beauty of what happened is in her journey, as she came out in doing all this alternative work, 
She kept her regular job, which I always say to people, look, don't go quitting your job yet. She kept her job, but did what her heart was calling her to do. And that started taking off. But what happened is her job actually started shifting as well. And I've seen this happen over and over and over with many people that come to work with me, where as soon as you start to follow your soul's journey, your soul's path, like what's lighting you up inside, the inspiration that's coming through you, your higher self, whatever you want to call it. This is the same, you know, downloads that we actually get through ayahuasca or whatever it is, you know, mushrooms. This is a lot of what the same thing is. At least this is what my belief is, that it's something that's already living inside you. All of this that we receive with psychedelics is really inside of us already. We're just not able to tap in, right? Like how many of us are already super tapped in? Yeah, some of us, but not to that point where we can actually see this part of ourselves that feels like, here's my truth. Here's what I really want to do. Here's what I feel like I'm being pulled. I, I often use the word called, called to do, calling, but I actually believe it's more of a pull. Like the divine or your higher self or your soul is actually pulling you towards the direction of what you're actually here to do. Because like we are plants, right? We're just like plants. We're constantly growing and expanding. So a tree, a gigantic redwood tree in the forest starts as a little seed at some point. And it just keeps expanding, expanding. And this, this is the same thing for our lives. So if we stay at a J-O-B that pays us, you know, a pretty secure amount, but there's no expansion there, what happens is it really starts to um, bother us. It starts to create upset, depression, stress, anxiety. Very often it creates sicknesses and um, a lot of like mystery illnesses or, you know, like health issues. I've, I mean, I've had this happen to a lot of my clients before they came to me where they said, I knew something was misaligned because I got really sick, you know, or something like that happened that kind of woke up something to have them question things. So for me, it was a very similar journey where I was already doing, I was already following my call. I was already being pulled towards business coaching and then kind of spiritual business coaching. And then when it came to adding in the psychedelics and sacred plant medicines, the, the messages that started coming through the plants themselves were showing me this, this possibility you know, it was this, this vision. I'll, I'll never forget. I had this one vision many, many years ago on my very first dieta in Peru. And it showed me this image. And I had already been coaching people, but it showed me an image of me. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but it was me like dancing around in nature in these this beautiful, you know, grassy or whatever it was, like just green area. And it was showing me bouncing around from like medicine friend to medicine friend to medicine friend, helping them with their businesses. And it was kind of like a skipping la, 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 like that kind of like fun, playful. And it, there was something in the vision that just showed me how fun it was. Like this was joyful. It was a, it, and there was no, um, there was no experience of it being a business. There was no experience of like having to be paid it was more, it was actually more of a vision of, and I actually say this to people a lot, if you, you know, if money didn't matter, if you didn't need any money, if someone gave you, you know, $500 million tomorrow, but the deal is you had to work, what would you do? I say this all the time to people like, hey, 
if money didn't matter, but the deal is you had to do something, you had to show up, you couldn't just show up and travel or like lay on a beach, that's not the job. You had to actually do some form of work. What would that be? And that's like the soul, right? And so it kind of just showed me this. It showed me that I was working and helping people and, you know, creating, um, helping people who are already, you know, on this kind of medicine path, working with psychedelics and sacred plant medicines and helping them with their businesses. And this was a long time ago. And I remember coming out of that vision feeling like I felt it in my body, you know, the somatic feeling of excitement and joy and fun and abundance. Like it felt very abundance. And it felt that feeling of like, well, what if I just tried that? You know, what would happen if I just gave that a little opportunity to um, emerge on its own? And what would it feel like? So I had also, um, I had also, before this vision happened, I had read the book called The Surrender Experiment, which I highly recommend to everybody. It's such a good book. It's always ranked like five stars with a million reviews. And I think it's still like maybe considered a bestseller by Michael Singer. And it was all about how he grew this multi-million dollar business by just surrendering. Like he actually had zero intention of ever growing a multi-million dollar business. He just wanted to meditate all the time. And which really spoke to me as well. I'm like, I mean, there was this part of me that's like, I could become a monk and be very happy, right? Like I would love that. But I also, there's a part of me that has always known I'm here to be something in the world, to be a leader, to create some kind of a dent in what I, you know, what I want to see change in our systems and our planet and the lives of others. And I know that, yeah, being a monk would be great. I know that helps in some way, but I knew I was here as more of a messenger. Like I was here as a bridge, you know, bridge builder. I know a lot of you hearing this probably have, have gotten that download as well, but I knew I was here to create something bigger than just meditating and praying, you know? So, you know, when I came out of that vision and I had thought about the surrender experiment, I made this kind of almost unconscious decision to try surrendering. So yes, I still had um, a business. I had a different business. I still had other work. You know, it's not like I quit everything and just like, la, 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 la. I had a plan, right? Like I, I knew to make sure I had some kind of security of like some money and a nest egg and some work and some income while I shifted into this other way of being. So I still had clients. I still had my other business. And I, I don't remember if I was consulting, but I had something coming in. But I, at the same time, decided to just try out like this, this energy of funness, like approach this, this new, this vision as just a fun project, which by the way, I say all the time, like if you're tied up with the word business and you're really stressed about making money, like money, 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 just get rid of those because what they're doing is they're, they're actually affecting your energy. So that means you're going to approach things from a place of neediness and like, clinging and attachment and um, almost like, you know, sometimes it could come off very pushy and weird. But when you actually just let go and approach these, these, you know, this new business or this new idea as just that, like an idea, a project, a curiosity. Um, I even say to people like, pretend it's a nonprofit. You know, pretend you're doing this for just the good of humanity and not for any other reason. You're not doing it 
to make money, you know? So take the weight off of it and just go have fun and see what happens while also, you know, be smarter and pay your bills. You know, obviously I'm like a realist. I'm a Capricorn rising. So, so when I started going into my unconscious surrender experiment, or maybe it was slightly conscious, but I just showed up, you know, I just, the friends of mine who I knew had businesses that were struggling and I actually could see exactly where they were going wrong and what it was that they needed. Like I've always been very good at that. And I was like, oh my God, you're only making $500 a month. Well, this is why you're missing this and this and this, and you could add this and this and this. And if you just tweak these things, your business will take off. And so I just started helping the people who I knew. I offered it out there just for fun, just for that place of curiosity, just for that vision, just to see what it would feel like to actually um, bring that vision to reality. And it was kind of weird how, you know, I do believe when you show up for the universe, the universe will show up for you. And it was a little weird or not weird. And that's, I believe that this is how this path goes is other things just started moving for me. You know, like I got random clients out of the blue. I got um, other people coming to me asking for help. This is actually how I ended up doing my first two or three workshops was that people asked me to help them, you know, learn something. And I was like, well, okay, if I'm going to teach you, I'm going to just teach this to a group of people as well. So that's how I would do my first workshops. Like, okay, one friend asked for help. Let's get as many people as, you know, let's ask around if anyone else wants to come. Next thing you know, there's 20 people there. Voila, I'm doing a live workshop and I get some clients that way. So, you know, it's just interesting. Um, and then what I find most fascinating is I actually never had the conscious intention to help medicine people. That was kind of just the vision, but it never really occurred to me like, oh, there's probably people on a similar spiritual path as mine that involves psychedelics and sacred plant medicines who want to come into their purpose and start a new business. And it took, it took a while to really see that there was a group of people like me out there. Um, and when I went public, like, in a big way, you know, it was already kind of public in a smaller way about it. But when I went big public in 2019, I, I really thought to myself, okay, there's got to be at least 40 people, 30, 40 people on this planet who feel the way I do and who are looking for the same help that I was essentially looking for, which was business coaches that also understand how to integrate psychedelics into your business. Because there is, that is a lot of what I do in some level. Like if one of my clients is about to go into an ayahuasca ceremony and needs help setting an intention that maybe kind of ties back into their business, like, yeah, you can actually get a lot of beautiful answers. You know, um, I do believe that psychedelics and sacred plant medicines are here to help us shift paradigms of how we do work and business on earth. This is what my summits are all about is, you know, how do we do more conscious business? You know, how do we become um, spiritual leaders? How do we become, you know, earth warriors? Like really doing this work for humanity and all its beings and for the planet itself while also making money and being fulfilled and having success and being abundant and having total freedom. And that's what I've created. And it wasn't until like just at the maybe mid, we're now in July of 2021, 
It wasn't until like maybe April or May of 2021 where I was like, wait a second, I am actually living that vision. You know, this ayahuasca vision has completely come true. So I now help all of my clients are dream clients. I love them so much. They're the exact kind of people I had dreamed of working with since that first vision. I just didn't know it for a while. It took me a while, but they're all on someone, you know, similar spiritual paths. Not not everybody works with psychedelics, but most do. The ones that don't are very, very open. And the ones that don't are also very deeply spiritual. And they are all looking, you know, they come to me looking to make that shift into something with more meaning, with more purpose, and be more fulfilled by what they do. And my job is not just to find your purpose, because that's like, okay, maybe one day you wake up and decide, I'm here to be a healer, you know, and then now voila, you have a purpose. But it has to go beyond that. It has to be an embodied, experiential, action-oriented um, process in order to build it into reality. So it can't just come from this. I always say business does not come from your head at all. Business comes from your heart and it has to be in your body. So the only way to get your purpose, you know, is to, to get clarity on your purpose, to know your purpose, to actually go um, live your purpose is to start taking actions so that you can feel it. Because the only way you know your purpose is if you feel yes, that feels aligned, that feels like me, that feels like why I'm here. Or you start on something, maybe you think you're a healer and you start exploring it and getting curious and start doing some things. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, that doesn't feel like me. That doesn't feel right. That's also how you know your purpose. That's how you know what you're here to do. You have to feel it in your body and you experience the contrast. So I, for example, I once worked with the CEO of a company for a year as a private client. Yes, he was wonderful. Yes, he was great. He did not understand anything I was talking about and barely even meditated. Like I had to assign him meditation and even that was somewhat challenging. So through that experience, he was great. I'm very grateful for him. We had a great relationship and he got a lot of results regardless. But through that experience of working with you know, a $20 million company CEO through a merger and acquisition and coaching him through, um, you know, like leadership issues and communication and team, I realized like, okay, I don't really love coaching CEOs of $20 million construction companies. Like not really my deal, even though he was awesome. And that's the contrast that I had to feel in order to know, okay, from now on, I have to work with clients who at least get the basics of, me talking about meditation, you know, not get freaked out by that. And that's how you start to really know your purpose. And this is the beauty of how plant medicines and psychedelics can actually help you really open up to what's truly living inside you and then make it real. And that's what I am here to talk about today and in the future going forward on my upcoming summits is about this interconnection of how these medicines are actually going to impact us in a larger way. How do they impact each and every one of us through not only healing or, you know, healing trauma or healing addictions or um, ancestral work or, um, you know, PTSD, depression, but how does it actually then shape our day-to-day lives where we spend a third of them, a third of our lives working and trying to make money? How do these medicines wake up 
that feeling inside of us that there's something more, that we're here for the next level of expansion, whatever that is. Like it might be this, it might be a business, it might be a new career, it might be something totally different, but we're here to always be expanding. And I do believe that these beautiful medicines, yes, they're great. They open up our consciousness and expand our minds. But what does that really mean? How do we apply that and integrate it into our day-to-day, especially the third of our life that we spend working? So that was essentially what I wanted to share is just this really nice story about how plant medicines really helped me to surrender into that deeper knowing that, okay, if I'm feeling this coming through me, if I'm feeling this in my body, the, the desire and the, um, you know that feeling of like, wow, I'm here to do this, or what if life was like this, or what if I could do this? What if I made money this way? And just take the little curious steps one by one by one and just start the little actions one at a time and see what starts happening. Because it's not from your head. You can't, you can't manifest your purpose by sitting and thinking. It won't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It's actually a misconception. You have to be embodied in it and start on it and actually get into the little bit of action. It takes the masculine and feminine. And I, um, I invite you to explore, you know, what is it that's been coming through your psychedelic experiences? What is, um, especially if they've come through more than once, if you've noticed a theme or the same messages over and over and over and over, and, um, you know, and also be very discerning, like, okay, is that just my crazy monkey mind talking? Or is that like the truth of my soul and my higher self? And, you know, explore it. That's all you can do. Get curious and start to take the steps and explore and see what starts to shift and pay attention to all the little synchronicities and the alignments and the divine timing of certain things that come through and notice them because those are little golden nuggets on the path. And when you start to pay attention to the golden nuggets and you just start to follow them, the universe will guide you. And this is really how it works. I know it sounds so woo-woo, but it's actually very real. And if you pay attention, you'll start to notice more and more of them. And if you just keep staying on that path of alignment, things get easy, things start coming in, the signs start coming, all of a sudden you'll have someone asking you for help or maybe you'll get your first paying client or someone will say, oh, do you offer this? And you're like, oh my God, actually, I was just thinking of that. And next thing you know, voila, you have a business. So anyways, that's pretty much it. I will probably be talking a lot more about this in the future. So be sure to stay tuned. And we come out with weekly episodes on Tuesday mornings. And I would love it very much if you could please leave a review. As you know, this is a newer podcast. um, But of course, the algorithms only show podcasts when we get some traction with great reviews and people commenting. So please take a minute, not even, it's like 30 seconds, just write one sentence of how you feel. And hey, I'm open to critique as well, of course. So please, if you can take a minute to leave a review and feel free to share this with your um, friends, family, psychedelic networks, communities, and let's create change on this planet. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're feeling inspired, I'd appreciate it if you showed your love with a review. And check out my YouTube channel where you can find the video version of this podcast. You can also head to BethAWeinstein.com to learn more about me and grab my free business growth trainings. Remember, you carry your own unique medicine and your medicine is what we need for these times.